evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall, joined once again by Johnny Bisbee, by Sky Pank. Back again to talk to you all about the NFL London game that happened at Tottenham this weekend, just gone. Got another game coming this Sunday at Spurs as well. And uh, it was a game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. This week, me and Sky attended the game and we're going to give our thoughts on that. Also, going to try and attempt something today. I interviewed uh, head of Wilson's Global brand partnership, David Pachowski, um, at the Saturday event before the game. Um, we're going to try and play that interview for you as well. So we'll see how that goes. You, If you are very regular listeners or viewers of the show, you know that I am in Wi-Fi hell over here constantly. Um, but first of all, we'll go to Sky. I mean, uh, the Jags-Bills game, Jags running, walking away with the win, um, did go to the final, blow the whistle really, the 125-20. to 20. Um, me, both me and you were in the very privileged position of doing media for that game. Um, give us your thoughts on the game in totality. It was a great game in terms of how close it ended up being. You know, I think before the game, um, you, I, you could correct me if I'm wrong. You know, we, we spoke with plenty of people and all were saying that we thought the Bills would win. I think some people were thinking the Bills might, I don't know, say blow out the Jags, but I think some people thought it was going to be 10 points plus to Buffalo. So it's quite weird that their offense took so long to get going because first half, they did nothing really. They just about obviously made it close uh, before the end. And then second half, it was like randomly, I, I don't know, they just went into their two-minute drill offense or whatever, but they simplified things, managed to move the ball a bit. And you were like, well, where was this for the first three quarters? Um, but I, I think the one thing to say is that the Jags defense played amazing. Trevor Lawrence made a lot of key throws. I know there was almost a couple of costly turnovers fumble-wise, but I think all in all, the Jags offense did well. They used to play action well. Um, I know we said in the stadium, Fred, that the Bills bit on that quite a lot during the game. Be interested to see if, if Johnny saw the same with that. Um, but overall, it was a very efficient uh, performance by the Jags. And I think they did well to sort of prevent Josh Allen doing his routine thing and pulling off a big comeback. But yeah, great game. We felt in the stadium, Johnny, that it was a, definitely a very slow first half. It didn't feel like... The, the Jags were, you know, came away with the majority of the points in that first half, but it didn't exactly feel like the Jags were beating the Bills. It was more the Bills were losing to the Jags. Did that come across from from you watching at home? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, 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 I think the, the the complete approach by the Bills has sort of been been highlighted in um, in the sort of post match about how they travelled to the UK. Um, I think on Thursday, which meant they only had two days to prepare and obviously, you know, taking into account potential jet lag and, you know, acclimatising themselves to, to new surroundings, um, especially for a home game as well, which makes it, you know, all the more, um, yeah, interesting. I think it definitely came across, like you say, in that first half. The Bills, I think, were, um, like you say, more notably sluggish. Um, the amount of penalties, the, the discipline, um, I thought really stood out. Um, and all in all, I just didn't think that the offense could get going um, until late into the second half. Um, you know, they kept it tight, and I, I don't think this will have you know a huge impact on on the Bills going forward. I still think they they have they are, uh, are looking better than I think we expected. Um, others were a little bit pessimistic, I think, at the start of the season, but um, I think that's been been washed aside. Um, but yeah, I think I think. We can't look into it too deeply, um, but uh, you know, the, obviously, the defensive um, um, issues as well, um, with injuries as well. Matt Milano, we you know someone who 
um, has been an integral part of of this um, of this Bills defense. Um, added to the um, you know the other injuries with with and a wide the the, the secondary uh, is out. So yeah, these sort of things build up, but I, I don't think it's too concerning for the Bills. Um, brilliant atmosphere though. I was so jealous of the the game's atmosphere. I think that was. One of the things that, that you know everyone was sort of hyping about, and you could hear it on the on the screen here at home. Um, yeah, Bills Mafia and, and and the Jags really created something special, and I'm sure that was such a an amazing thing to be part of. Mm. It was, but it certainly was. It was fantastic. We'll get on more about the atmosphere in a moment. I suppose we'll t- talk about the players. Um, when I was in the press conference for the Buffalo Bills, I did miss Josh Allen, but I did get, uh, get to speak to Coach McDermott. Um, he went straight away. They didn't know what the extent of Matt Milano and do it. And I believe it's Daquan Jones' uh, yeah. injury were. They said they were looking both serious, though. They've both now gone on IR and now pretty much going to be out for the season, apparently, as well. Um, there was questions to Stefan Digsky in the, at the press conference about um, the turf as well, the field, and also a lot of questions about in regards to their preparation for this game. They flew, they trained in Buffalo in the week. They flew in on Friday. You were at the Buffalo... Um, sorry, my Wi-Fi just went in there. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you, you spoke to a lot of Buffalo fans um, around the the ground, and uh, th- they were had a bit of question marks over that as well. Um, what 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 was your aspect of that? I think it's tough, right? Because it's a big narrative in the moment in the NFL about all this turf versus grass. I mean, even that the um. The Ravens press conference, uh, John Harbaugh said um, today that seven years ago, I didn't know this, the Ravens players went to the owner and asked for grass. And apparently he went out of his way straight away to do so. So I think it's clear that players obviously prefer prefer that because um, I think you've heard a lot of head coaches and people say that it's natural um, and probably less injuries as well, you know, with it not being artificial. But also, I think at the end of the day, whatever it's played on, right, I, I don't think... I could be completely wrong. I don't think it affects performance too much in the sense that it um, affects one team over the other. You know, you had the big thing with the Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl and people saying, ah, oh, the pass rush, etc." At the end of the day, it's two teams playing on the same field. And I still think Buffalo need to look at their own performance and assess, um, assess that because they have such a prolific offense. And the Jags really back-to-back weeks really silence a lot of a lot of doubters to follow up with um, the win against the Falcons and do that again against Josh Allen and Co. So, yeah, I think it was more just uh, work, did the Bills go into that game flying on a Friday and thinking, oh, you know what, we got the better team and we're going to turn up and do the business, whereas Jacksonville would sort of you know embrace the the time here and they managed to go from one and two to three and um, to three and two, so they should be happy with that. And for the stat sheet, Johnny, I mean, Josh Allen had a, had a game. I mean, 27 completions off 40 attempts, 359 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Diggs, eight receptions, 121 yards of touchdown. Gabe Davis, six receptions, 100 yards and a touchdown. It all makes for very nice numbers. But essentially, if their numbers aren't going to, you know, they, 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 they need to matter more when you're going to get them numbers because this all came very suddenly. I mean, that... Uh, drive they had where they went 75 yards for free play in free plays. I mean, us sat there, we both sat there and went, What have we just seen? They yeah. were that was a good punt, they were all the way back, and we both of us were shocked that they, they did that. But then, equally, you know, Josh Allen was forcing plays as well. He made a massive throw over the top that got yeah. intercepted by Darius Williams. Do you think that the Bills sometimes have that aspect of going, We need Josh Allen time to? 
to win games. You know, they, they do sometimes heavily rely on him in some of these games, especially when they're behind. I know that is a quarterback's job, but you've got to find other ways of winning, right? Yeah, I think that's the full Josh Allen experience that he sort of said, you know, you, fortunately there's always going to be the odd turnover because of how risky and how powerful um, I think he is. I think that's just part of this game. It's been something that I think people have obviously criticised um, him from, you know, a statistical point of view. But I think in this game, obviously, they, they started poorly. You know, I think it was the opening four possessions ended in punts, but from there they were able to, you know, get back into the game. Unfortunately, they allowed over um, over 400 yards of um, Jags' offense. Um, the, the rush defense was 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 pretty poor, um, and like I said, the discipline. I think that's 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 what it really came down to. I've just had a look, and um, they conceded. Um, I think it was 14 penalties, which equates to well over 100 yards. That plays a huge part in in, um, in in winning the game, and it came across, you know, quite um, uh, you know explicitly when I was sort of watching it on TV that the, the Jags just just weren't at the races um, from from a distant point of view. So I wouldn't put too much blame on on Josh Allen for for the defeat. I know we've, we've seen the clips of uh, Stefan Diggs looking angry, and uh, you know, obviously the <laughs> the we know we've seen that before as well. Um, but yeah, I think these two, you know, are just are just characters that that want to win. The two of the best in in the position at the NFL, and um, I yeah, I think you know Josh Allen, he you know he's probably still in the the, the MVP race. I think you know it's it's not been there hasn't been a player I don't think that has that's come out and, and grasped uh, the nettle and, and Allen. You know, unfortunately, until this week, um, I recovered really nicely. So. Um, yeah, I expect the, the Bills to, to really bounce back um, against a, a really poor-looking Giants team um, um, at the weekend. Um, uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's too concerning um, uh, that, they, that they lost in London, um, albeit the, you know, the experience as a whole um, has been probably um, a bit of a sour one for them. When I was in the press conference, though, I didn't see Josh Allen myself. I heard his quotes and he said, you know, they lacked, they were not dynamic. They lacked that synchronization in the first half. And uh, he, he does eventually find it. He, he always does. Um, but obviously, the elephant is Drew Davis White now gone, Sky. Matt Milano gone. A key a defensive lineman as well. These guys are tipped for the Super Bowl, you know, with, with injuries like this. And. and Jadavis White is a very big injury because he's one of the top corners in the league. But Matt Milano, I think, is the most influential injury because he is the quarterback for the defence. And he has played sensationally the start of the season. How much can the, are these injuries going to really hinder their Super Bowl? And I know all teams get injuries, um, but these are so significant for the Bills. Is, is this... Are we going to look in the, you know four or five weeks' time and think, well, these guys are just not a Super Bowl team anymore without these key components? I think it can be a little bit detrimental. When we were at uh, Battersea on, on Saturday and, uh, with Jason Bell, and I couldn't remember the guy's name at the time, but now I do, uh, Kair Elam, the one who was dra drafted last year. I don't couldn't tell you on Sunday, even being at the game, um, who he was on or if he, he's been a healthy scratch for four games. So you're looking at someone like that to to come and step up for Tredavious White and then Milano's injured. And I think you talk about the Bills and... You dare say the Cowboys, you know, Diggs out for the year, Van Der Esch has just been hurt. Like when you have key players on these teams who are going to be out, mm. uh, I think can have a, a big impact mainly, even if they get through the regular season, win their divisions or have a good record, 
you know, cliche defence wins championships, but your big defensive players do come up in the playoffs. So, of course, Buffalo will get to the postseason, but it's just can they find a fix within the regular season games that will, you know, bode well for them in the playoffs? I, I don't know if they've got the depth, really, but I think the one thing for, for them that helps is that the offence is retooled with Cook and Kincaid, and I know he's in concussion protocol, but there are plenty of offensive players there that they can maybe blow some teams away in the playoffs if the defence doesn't step up. Hmm. And when they look around the division, I mean, your New York Jets, Johnny, without Aaron Rodgers now, huge injury there. New England Patriots just looking, quite frankly, I'm sorry to say, worse and worse each week. We've got we've got quarterback controversy there as well. Um, and then they've got the Dolphins with them in their division. I mean, in, in a lot of people's view, it's them two to go through as a number one. But how easily could it sort of run away with them, maybe, Johnny, with, if the Dolphins can still fire on all cylinders like they're doing? Yeah, I um, yeah, I think it's it's definitely between the Bills and and the Dolphins. Are two, I think two teams who I'd love to see meet in um, the postseason. Um, I think yeah, those divisional games are, are going to be going to be what decides. Um, I think this division. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, unfortunately, Sky. I think the, the Patriots are just in in a real hole at the moment. Um, the Jets are scraping to the bye week. Um, a, a good win against the Broncos, but um, but yeah, I think there's there's still a lot of flaws in the the, the play calling, and obviously, um, you know, the consistency of, of of Zach Wilson. So yeah, that just leaves the the the, the Dolphins and the Bills, who have two of the most exciting um, offenses in 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 football. Um, yeah, I think two juggernauts of the, of the NFL. Um, but yeah, there are the, you know there are obviously so many close to close um, divisions. Um, I just yeah, can't wait to see how they end up. But um, out of the two, I, I mean, I really do like the the Dolphins this year and how aggressively offensive they are. Didn't work against the Bills, and I think that experience could probably you know um, uh, play a huge part down the stretch um, for for the Bills' offense. Um, so I probably lean towards Bills for the moment, uh, winning that division. But um, uh, but yeah, I'm sure the Dolphins will keep them in check. Well, neither of your two teams will, so. <laughs> We're thanking for Caleb. Before <laughs> <laughs> we don't use that word on this show. Uh, since the off-season, I've gone full, you know, if someone someone's always tanking and Arizona just seemed to not understand the assignment. All right. So all right. I'm happy for us to. But it's like, to the, it's it. like the Texans of last year just didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> Go and get yeah. past you. Then they got CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did touch on it a moment ago, but we'll give it the flowers to them and then we'll give our flowers to the Jacksonville Jaguars because we've not really spoke about them yet. But I have to um, commend the Bills Mafia. Like I, I've been I've been to a Bills Miami game in, in Orlando, in, in Miami, um, which I was very lucky to do. Um, and it was a good atmosphere, but this was pure takeover. This was pure takeover of London, of Tottenham, of the area. Um, I'm going to go as far as say it's the, the best atmosphere I've ever been a part of at a London game. I do admit this the this is the one thing, and the people will get a bit funny with me about this. Sports should be played under the lights in the dark. And that <laughs> makes it all better. It makes it more electric. I think it makes it more respectable. And I've been, the Raiders Bears was the first game at Spurs, and it was under lights at, at night in the dark. 
And that was a, cr- a crazy good atmosphere. It was really good atmosphere because because of that. And the Bears fans travelled well, lots of Raiders fans in the UK. But Sky, you obviously were there with me. Like, it was just electric, right? I mean, I we, we said about how the stadium just felt like it was vibrating. I mean, I've never heard it so loud on a third down. It was mad. That's all mm. I can say. Like, I'm, surely I, I'm lucky to be I could think of a better descriptive word, but I was a bit taken aback by how... Um, how loud it was and I mean I think a lot of players talk about this right um in terms of because they're coming to London it's every down whereas you know you've been to a game in the US and it's quiet until every third down until the guy tells you to shout it's further so um fair play to the Bills for turning up and and do what they did and like we said Fred there was a lot of people um before the game who traveled from stateside it wasn't even British Bills fans we met a lot of American Bills fans so they really sort of embraced the, you know, let's go back our team on the road. Um, and it was great. But the the even better part was uh, Travis Etienne silencing them on that 35-yard uh, run. That was quite nice. <laughs> and he seemed to embrace that as well in the presser after. He loved that. So um, as good as the Bills Mafia was, I think that was my highlight of the day, really. Um, it capped off a great performance for him personally, too. I mean, moment of the day for me was seeing some a Buffalo Bills fan with a sign saying Trevor Lawrence eats boneless wings. I mean, that was that's <laughs> as much as you want. I mean, what a, what a great sign to bring. I mean, we also saw uh, the French Von Miller sign from Buffalo as well. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Well, that was a pretty cool mark out moment. Um, I mean, like the whole, I know it's a bit cringy. I know we don't really get it, but the whole like "Let's Go Buffalo" song, and then the "There's No Place I'd Rather Be Than Right Here, Right Now." That for me, I I love that stuff. Like I I really enjoy that stuff, and it was a bit of a goosebump moment of like, wow, it is loud and it is a cauldron of like the Bills fans, and it was really fantastic. But we will move on because you did mention Travis Etienne. Um, you were at the Jags press conference, as I was at the Bills one. Um, but we'll talk about the players. Because, I mean, Travis Etienne, what a day he had. 26 attempts for 136 yards, two touchdowns. Ripped off some huge yardage as well. At times, though, I wouldn't say exact, that that stat line feels big. But it doesn't feel, it didn't really feel in the game time that it was... That he was having an all-out breakout, not a breakout day because he's not broken out. He's been, we know he's good, but it felt like these they they were just decent. That's what I felt about the Jags. They were just decent, right? What did you think, Sky? Yeah, I think um, first half like, they were just decent because the Bills were poor. Like you said, it was more the Bills beating themselves. Um, but I think the one thing that to, to highlight with the Jags and, and give them their credit is that when the Bills did step it up, that a lot of teams would just sort of go, oh hang on, they've actually turned up now and then be a bit taken aback by it. And um, I think the Jags showed their quality by, you know, making that turnover that you touched upon on the third and 15 with the pick or ETN silencing the crowd because, you know, that it was getting even louder because I think their fans are starting to think, oh, we're back in this. Um, and I agree. I don't think he ripped off many big runs, but they were always, it was that that typical great running back who was making the key ones of getting the first down, getting the long drives, you know, Trevor Lawrence making that check that everyone in the press conference was talking about, doing that little hand signal to Ridley and and hitting him down the sideline. So um, they did a lot of things that, and even one of the guys from the from the Jags said this, they did a lot of things that historically the Jags are not known for, and they managed to win a big game against a big team where usually the Jags sort of go by the wayside and, and, and not back it up. And I think they did really well to to beat a team where a lot of people were picking them to win beforehand. I, I don't know many people who are picking the Jags, so they d- deserve a lot of credit for how they performed. 
I mean, Johnny, I made the sort of bold claim in the offseason, but I thought Trevor Lawrence could maybe shuffle his way into being the 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 number two or maybe even number three quarterback in this league. And he's on that right tra- trajectory, really. I mean, he did uh, 25 completions for 37 attempts, 315 yards and a touchdown. Um, efficient, I thought was the word for him, this game. Just, just I mean, the, the, okay, you know, it's, it, maybe if he hit 30 ca- completions for 37 yards, you maybe put an explanation mark on the efficient, but he just felt like he was quite in control most of the game. Um, did it, did that come across on, on the, on the television? Yeah, absolutely. I think in the, you know, the game we were at at Wembley as well, I think that came, came across very well, you mm. know, plays, but I think what stood out, I think in the last couple of weeks has been his athleticism as well. He's able to make plays um, with his legs, which I don't think we've become, we've been, you know, accustomed to saying, you know, Trevor Lawrence is, is um, you know, a bit of a dual threat quarterback or et cetera. But um, I've been really impressed with 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 how he's been able to, um, yeah, make plays on, on the, the um, um, using his feet. You know, his chemistry is growing with Calvin Ridley, uh, with Christian Kirk. And uh, yeah, I think his, his numbers um you know getting there i think obviously you know over the last couple of weeks i think he's had a you know a couple of picks as well but um you know he's throwing you know a lot of a lot of touchdowns and uh, yeah he's only going to going to go one way up the uh, up the qb rankings um I'd, I'd say he's a top 10 qb um at, top 10 to i'd say he's around the top 5 qb um at the moment um i'd just like him to you know make that sort of extra um extra sort of step in terms of um, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what it is. I think it's just that bit of you know excitement which we you know we we mm. we we see all the time from players like Josh Allen, which you know we obviously we mm. we have the um, the negatives at time, but that was that was there to see um, even at, even at, um, at Tottenham. Um, yeah, the, the 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 big plays that we see from Mahomes, Allen, um, plays like Lamar, etc. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it's just that little bit that we need. Uh, from Lawrence, but um, but I think his his game management is coming well, um, and he's developing into a, a, a real all round uh, NFL quarterback. I don't think you can be in the top three conversation unless when you talk about their team, you go, but come on, they've got Patrick Mahomes. They've always in with yeah. a chance of winning. They've got Josh Allen. They're always in with a chance of winning. They've got Joe Burrow. They're always in with a chance of winning until he becomes a. They've got Trevor Lawrence, they're never out of a game style mm. player. I don't think you, he can get into that bracket. It's the way, it's the way I feel about people might hate me for this for, for, for Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts and, and players like that. I don't think they're quite in that conversation where you go, but he's the centre. Like they have always a chance to win a game because he's under centre. No, I think them teams have always another element within their team that produces results whereas for the chiefs the i mean the bengals in their in their um in their big run the other year their defense was really solid and really good as well but they had good defense but josh allen could always win as the game if that didn't you know they they ha- they are in they're, the two are synonymous together when you talk about them three players aren't they but what do you think it's just maybe a time thing for him to get into that because it, it, it didn't like hit for josh allen straight away I'm not saying it's not hitting for Lawrence, but it's it did take a moment. It's about to be, yeah, either or. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's exactly what 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 you said. I think, 
I, I, yeah, I don't know how to say any any sort of more. I think um, he's like I said, he's been a really good game manager, um, which is which is great. And we you know we are waiting to see that in in, in the postseason. Obviously, they beat the Chargers, but if they want, if he wants to get into the conversation of being alongside Joe Burrow, who you know obviously has been injured but looked okay um, in week five, um, then yeah, I think he's, he's he's got to really lead his his team to a. You know, we want we, we want them to you know blow out the the AFC South, um, and currently I think it's you know it's quite close, but um, but yeah, there's definitely definitely time for him to um, to get into that conversation. I agree with you, Freddie Allen and uh, Mahomes, and then Burrow, and then probably even Lamar. You know, he he's a guy who can make magic happen, um, but. Yeah, I, I think Lawrence, for me, at the moment, yeah, obviously he's in the top 10, but he just needs to sort of take over games when they need him. Um, I think on current form, I don't know how this is going to go down. I feel like Brock Purdy might be in the top five. I mean, he's obviously not a fluke anymore, is it? With the way... It's not It's not a fluke, but you've got to... You've got to... Does it outweigh the weapons he has, you know? Still makes it work. I mean, as much as I talk the Cowboys up, I mean, the Cowboys have always had weapons and I always... I still question Dak and you know, they got a good deal. I think for me, the thing, the reason I say that about Purdy is because what they did to Dallas on Sunday, a lot of teams will quite easily say, oh, we've only beaten this team. You've only done that. Um, but I think the Niners are really that last performance backed up to the point where I know, I think we were all on board with this anyway, saying picking them for the Super Bowl, but I haven't felt this confident in a team in years to the point where like, if they stay healthy, They've just got all the tools. And I think Brock Purdy's just yeah. made the job his own. And, you know, a lot of people joked about being Mr. Irrelevant, etc. His his stats that he's done in the games and taken to the championship game last year before getting hurt and the way he's come back from that injury and played in these first five games, it's been phenomenal. I think as well for Purdy, he's, just from looking back at the cabinet, he's start with knowing he's, you know, he's competent enough to get in um, and, and lead this, this quite, called it a bulletproof offence. But he's starting to make those incredible sort of plays that we associate with the Mahomeses, the 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 Allens, which you know obviously I don't think we saw too much last season. But that really stood out for me against the Cowboys. And I, you know, obviously this this conversation about him being a yeah a top five QB at the moment or etc. I think he's. Just, I genuinely think he's justifying it. It might be a bit too premature. Um, you know, people have saying, "Oh, Matt Jones can play and would look like Brock Purdy if he was playing in the the Niners." Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's true. I think Not it's. For me. <laughs> I think they they have unearthed. Um, yeah, really, really good quarterback, and yeah. uh, really hope he could be uh, their franchise leader for for uh, years to come. I'll ask one question and we'll go back to the Jags. So I want to talk about the highlights for the press conference for, um, with you, Sky, with the, the Jags press conference. Mm-hmm. You say it's bold saying that Purdy could be maybe in the top five quarterbacks now. Is it even bold to say that he could become the modern day Tom Brady? I was thinking this uh, the uh, after Sunday. Like the I'm story think- makes yeah, sense, yeah. doesn't it? It does. And he's got, he's gone to a franchise that's been longing for a Super Bowl for, for years. I know they've obviously had, compared to the Patriots, the, the 90s won Super Bowl, but, you know, years of, of being awful. But the Niners have still longing for, you know, their first Super Bowl in a long time. And I think everyone expected that Trey Lance is going to be that guy. Um, Alex Smith had his run, Kaepernick had his run. But I think Purdy really just seems to 
make it work. And like Johnny said, I, I'm really impressed with the touch he's getting on his throws now. You know, before it was just more like timing and building that up, but he's just got even movement in the pocket. He just seems to be developing, like you said, mm. all things that Tom Brady did. Went from managing games to then in 2007 throwing 50 touchdowns. So, you know, I think if he stays with Shanahan and and the Niners can stay as good as they are talent-wise, in a few years he could be one of the faces for of uh, for quarterbacks for the league for for a long time. And the Niners will be talking about as contenders year in year out. Yeah, I, th- I think that the stars have definitely helped uh, Purdy, you know, improve. And shows potential. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> not that I wouldn't like to see what he would be like in, say, the Giants team or the, the Patriots team at the moment. But yeah, I think he's he's really developing into someone who is who is written off. Um, and yeah, as long as as long as he can keep everyone around, then then the 49 is going to be going to be yeah one of, if not the best team in, in the NFL, which I think they are at the moment. Trajectory Super Bowl in Vegas. Um, so yeah, like I said, Sky, uh, you were at the press conference for the Jacksonville Jaguars after the game. Any highlights? Any insiders? Any any surprises when we were there? Did you enjoy yourself? What what, what was the obviously there was a general feeling of happiness after the game, as I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I did walk into Trevor Lawrence's halfway. Uh, in, well. Freezes into his locker room, or into <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the word evaded me. Like conference, I walked into Lawrence's conference. Well, that, that's not the right wording. I know it's not. Like, I don't, uh, yeah, when he was doing his presser, that's what that's what they're saying. The business, I suppose, we're in the business, aren't we? Those guys in, we're in the biz, it's a presser. I've been using that word, haven't I? I've been throwing that out. The presser, the presser. It's all the, the journalism. Yeah, you get, to, you get to do media once, and we think the big time. <laughs> I loved it though. I know I said to you, but and um, you know, I think there's a glitz and glam of being at the game, and it, like you said, it was obviously a privilege. I'm sure Johnny felt the same being in the, in the media last week. You know, it's amazing, but for me, the, the nitty gritty when you'd be able to, you know, just share your knowledge or ask questions that you would you know most people wouldn't get the opportunity to do so. I got to do like I know they beat us in a Super Bowl to be able to ask Doug, uh, Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl head winning coach, a question was amazing and you know he seemed really engaged by it because in in that part everyone was talking about the offense and I also questioned about the defense and he almost seemed to to like that and you sort of feel like oh that was a pretty cool moment like Travis uh ETN joking like I said about science in the bills um it was Calvin Ridley you know he brought a different perspective because obviously we know he was wasn't out last year and he had a great game on Sunday so I think it's just great to see different personalities in there um and just see how people sort of react to them with the head coaches even today there's almost a bit of like a commanding respect but then certain players show off their personality um and i think the jags got a few of them on and their team and yeah i really enjoyed it well we are we are we will i do have to sort of put on the record you know we we've had media this year it's the first year we've ever had it there's some people out there who might agree or disagree whether we are worthy of this sort of access um i believe we are i think we've all worked very hard to be here and uh we've definitely enjoyed it but please don't think that no, it has been but we aren't appreciative we know this is a a massive a massive step for us and also a um something we're very thankful for and we know we're very privileged for that i mean we have bought tickets to the games for a long time and this has been something this year that like I said, has just been a privilege and we hope that that continues into into years to come. 
Um, I know there is a lot of controversy around people doing media that are in the sort of industry, quotation marks, that we are in. Um, but I'd like to just like, you know, let people know that, you know, we're very thankful that we've been given this opportunity and um, and we can't wait to roll on to the Ravens and the Titans in uh, Tottenham next weekend, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be all there for that as well. There'll be a few more of us there. Adam and Andrew from the betting um, shows and from the fantasy football advisors as well. They're going to be at the game too. So make sure you come in and come and see us. Um, it was a return this year of uh, something that maybe fans have been yearning for, and that's an NFL UK event, which happened on the Saturday at Battersea Power Station before the game. Whilst we were there, we got to interview a lot of people. We put out some photos, some content while we were there. However, I would like to share one of the videos that... Uh, is on our YouTube. Um, I'm going to uh, play it for you guys. Um, well, a, a little portion of it, at least, or maybe the whole of it, it is only five minutes long. And that was with Dave Pachowski, uh, who is the head of um, the Wilson Global Partnership, brand partnership, um, which they were doing with Craig Black, who is an artist. Um, my computer just looks like it's just completely shut down on me. <laughs> Sorry. Am I actually here? Did, that, did anyone hear no, me? No, we can hear you, yeah. Yeah, my computer decided to go black for a second, so I had no idea if I was if anyone could hear me or see me or what was going on. But anyway, the, the Wilson, Wilson, obviously the guys who make the uh, game day balls um, for the NFL and for lots of other sports as well, the NBA and netball in particular. Like I said they partnered up with Craig Black to do a art piece on that, and they were uh, at the Battersea Power Station. So I'm going to play the interview for you guys. If you like to watch or listen, you can also find all our content on YouTube as well. So I will share my screen and show you my chat with Dave. There we go. We'll share this. And he was very lovely, I have to admit. And uh, they also had Kenny Stills as well um, come along to this. And he did a bit of a a moment with it so hello all, and this is dave Petrusky yes. of uh wilson head of global partnership with wilson and the nfl here today at battersea power station it seems pretty busy so far david there seems to be a lot of people going around a lot of people taking photos with the very artistic wilson duke balls here that we have with us today um what what's the day been like for you so far it's been incredible uh a little jet lagged but it's been great uh and the weather is incredible here right so um probably a rarity in october for london yeah well your colleagues are true from barcelona and we said you brought the sun with you uh, yeah so, exactly i mean you're from chicago so yeah. obviously where wilson's based so yeah you know, a bit more snow and a bit rain. right now we're okay yeah. but uh it's, it's coming so yeah but it's been an incredible experience so many people here today and it, it just opened so envisioning a ton more coming through fantastic can yeah. you tell us a bit more about this partnership with craig blackford so done with these uh wilson duples and the artistry that's in that yeah. and also how that sort of developed and the, the plan behind all of this because it yeah. is, they are really fantastic the artwork is phenomenal it's and incredible. i had the pleasure yeah. of seeing uh, one of the game day balls was here at yeah. wembley yesterday and yeah. certainly took pride in place in wembley absolutely uh craig is one of the most incredible artists that we've met uh and actually started the relationship with him last year for the nba paris game uh, so we had him come out to paris and do a live installation similar to this on our official uh, nba basketballs uh, and felt like there was no better person to kind of exemplify our presence here within London, uh, also a creative city. So allowing him to come here and, and do this for us has been awesome. Um, he's a gem of a person um, and he's going to put on a really great performance today for a lot of the fans coming out. 
Yes, we've heard rumours yeah. that the performance will be very, very good. Yeah. Uh, some other people will be down here as well, so it's, it would be really exciting. Yeah. Um, is this the first of what is going to be many projects with the NFL and with Wilson moving forward? And what exciting things are we can we expect in the future? Yeah, so I guess first, going back, uh, we're, we're proud to be partners of the NFL. We have been since 1941. Every point in the NFL has been scored with Wilson football since then. So it's a long legacy uh, partnership that... I think is established around trust, right? The NFL trusts us to create the best possible product for the athletes. Um, and, and we have take great pride in doing that every single year. So um, just dating back to that year, all the innovation that has come throughout the football uh, up until this point has been incredible and future facing. We're working on so many projects with the NFL, uh, whether it's you know, a further collaboration and doing artistic things like this um, to our Gen Green product and focus on sustainability, which is really great. Um, around our connected footballs, right? Being able to um, kind of place chips within footballs and understand data uh, a bit better. I know the NFL is really big on that and a lot of our other um, collegiate partners, et cetera. So it is really awesome just to see innovation come into play. Uh, and it has over the past, I would say, and it's gonna to continue to be a big innovation over the next uh, decade plus. Yeah. Certainly exciting time. And yeah. Wilson is a you know, brand that's synonymous with the NFL and the work that you guys do together. Yeah. Um, it really is fantastic. And I mean, you put a chip in every, anything these days. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's all about data. We've seen that, that you know, um, the modernization of, of things within every sport now, but yeah. it's just improving and it's yeah. only heading one direction to yeah. where the analytics are just getting broader and better, aren't they? Yes. It sounds like Wilson's hand in hand with NFL of, of producing that and doing that. Yeah, and, and all of our league partners, to be honest. So whether it's the NBA, I work a lot with the ADP as well, mm -hmm. volleyball side, um, other league partners across the globe, whether it's basketball, football. Uh, we take great pride in working with the leagues on innovation. We feel like it's it's the next wave, right? And it's something that we need to be ahead of. So trying to understand uh, data points, right? How athletes are connecting with our football on a much deeper level, right? Um, and then supplying a lot of that data to the NFL who's able to um, show it to fans, show it to the players, work on uh, development with them. It is really awesome. And to have a role within that is super special. I did touch it on it a moment ago. You are based in Chicago. You yeah. are of, from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, big win against the Commanders. Big day. win, yeah. Uh, Justin Fields looking more like the Justin Fields that we... we know and love and more uh, high state justin um what do you think the what, what do you think the trajectory is for the chicago bears team who, who've started off poorly and yeah. there was a lot of hype before the summer you know you made a lot of transactions in the summer as well Correct. drafting yeah. a lot of new faces do you think now's the start of building and you know, put them games away to bed for the start of the season and just yeah. move on forward i hope so i hope so <laughs> <laughs> it's not a little less desperate I hope so. <laughs> no i mean it's been it, obviously there's no hiding it's been uh, it's been tough but Look, I think for Chicagoans, they take great pride in the Chicago Bears. So it, it comes out of a sense of passion and pride for the team. Um, the stadium's packed every single weekend. So the support is there and people are super passionate about the team. Um, and sometimes these things take a little bit of time to, to, to get going. But uh, uh, excited with hopefully the, the history of, of the uh, big win, like you said the other night, which was nice and fantasy. Points maybe uh, for yourself and 50, others. 54 right? points by DJ Moore. It's great, right? So, um, as a lifelong Bears fan, and you know, for Chicagoans, it's it's awesome to uh, to see that, and hopefully, we get some more wins. Smashing! Well, well thank you very much for this. Of course, I do really appreciate it. Make sure you capture these amazing game tables with the artistry that Craig Black has been with. Um, there will be, I believe, at the game tomorrow at Tottenham and next week so. as well. Yeah. Uh, so 
yeah, make sure you go and check them out and uh, there'll be much, much more coming from today. Well, wasn't that wasn't that fun for everyone? I've got another YouTube, we've got another YouTube video playing in the background. If anyone if anyone does hear that and recognise that voice, that's Barfy Boy. He does FIFA YouTube videos. <laughs> I didn't hear it. FIFA YouTuber. He is so good. <laughs> even like, I'm not into gameplay so much, but he like does like career modes, and his commentary is just hilarious. It is so so. Good. <laughs> anyway, back to Dave uh, Dave Pachowski. Um, Thank you very much for, for doing that chat with us. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, we had a really good time at the UK event, wasn't it, Sky? It's been, it's been a moment since we've sort of had a big dedicated NFL UK event. I mean, it, there was one on um, Southbank last year, but some people did criticise a little bit for being a bit too spread out. Uh, didn't feel like it was as concentrated, whereas this time it was a bit more concentrated. Obviously, the weather was there for it as well. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was a really decent event, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good event. I think what Wilson did was was really cool as well. There was obviously a lot of people there who who loved the look of the the design of the of the balls, and I think like yourself, there were some people who noticed them from the week before. And the general event was great as well. A um, lot going on with you know the thirty two teams helmets. I didn't get to play Madden, which was a shame, but I'd played the night before anyway. So you know, I don't want to be like just beating members of the public because then people won't like us will they if i do that so uh that didn't get to happen and also the thing i just have to add i know wilson and everyone's dying to know i didn't win my matchup even though i got those 45 points with dj moore can you believe it that is shocking this guy did though <laughs> this guy did in both of his leagues oh. who, who did he start zach wilson at quarterback or Mac Jones, yeah. even worse. Would have loved, even worse. It was a great event. Yeah, it was, uh, and it was nice to see all the fans together again. And um, you know, we've had COVID, etc. And the, uh, it's just nice to feel like it was a bit of normality again to to be there. But like you said, the weather helped. Um, climate change is real, so yeah, the weather helped for a warm October day. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we did, just did that. We've never done that before where we've played like an interview in an episode. So I thought that'd be a uh, good fun to give it a go. Uh, make, leave a comment whether you think it was a good idea or not. I it made those bones to me. We're going to probably do it again one day anyway. Um, thank you very much for watching. Johnny Sky, thank you again. Like I said, we will be at the game this weekend the Tennessee Titans against the Baltimore Ravens. For uh, jo Johnny, are you going? I can't remember if you're going. Do you have a ticket? I am not at this stage, but uh, but yeah, no. very um, yeah, potentially, potentially, so I might see there. Yeah, might think about mm. it. Might think about yeah. a late purchase. I've got potential. Well, I've got potential ticket in the uh, in the wings, but it's just about uh, other commitments as well, which is a bit of a shame, you know. But uh, but yeah, mm. could be could be there. Looking forward to seeing um, yeah, good team, a good game between two two good good teams. I think. Who's gonna win? Mm. Should we quickly? Before should we quickly say? Yeah, good point. Johnny, you can start. Well, two teams who have to bounce back, don't they? Um mm -hmm. uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be Lamar and the Ravens, I think. I think they just need someone who can catch a ball. Um, yeah, maybe London's the place to be, you know, good at cricket. <laughs> that is that's usually how games are won too fair, Just need someone to catch the ball. <laughs> who have you got, so, Freddie? Oh, I'll go then. Oh, yeah, I'll go. I'll, no, I'll go, probably I'll go. You go, you go, you go. I, 
I'll say it for co- I'll say it for, I'll say it for the for the fans. I'll do time because I, I I think Lamar's really good, and I think I, being a Steelers fan, I don't want the Ravens to win, obviously. Um, but it's about containing Derrick Henry, and I'm not overly sure if the Ravens can do that this year. I know they've had good defenses in the past, but I'm not overly convinced by this defense. Um, and I think the Titans are an underrated defense. I really was very mean about the Titans a lot of the off season and into the season, and they've actually proven me quite like wrong a lot of the time. So <laughs> I'm going to get the Titans. You, we've, you know, just by pure coincidence, set up for me to have a deciding vote, ooh, and I didn't ooh, think that was going to happen. Who's he going to win? Oh yeah. I'm trying to put my fantasy bias aside, but I'm going to be biased anyway because I just traded for Zay Flowers. You know, I think I think the Ravens are going <laughs> to. I think the Ravens could be. They even said today they probably could be five and zero. Oh. And people really, I think people. This is no offense to the Steelers, uh, Freddie at all. I just think people are overreacting because it was a divisional loss and because the Steelers have looked a bit fifty-fifty. People are like, oh, how could you lose that game if they'd lost to in a similar fashion to another team? Um, I don't think people would be overreacting if they didn't have the fun um, issues catching the ball like Johnny touched upon. They probably could have won and come into London in good spirits. So I think the trip will do them well. They're here for a week and I think they'll bounce back and win. And Zay Flowers will get his first touchdown in London and get me some points. You need all the points. All those fantasy players need all the points all the time. Johnny, Sky, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for watching. Um, I hope you enjoyed the interview and we'll see you all, all on Sunday. And if not, next week, have a good rest of your week.